Today on Bible Study Podcast, John the Baptist comes onto the scene and we see Jesus' entry. All this and more starting now. Welcome back to Bible Study Podcast. I'm excited to have you with me today. Again, my name is Justin, and I'd just like to introduce myself to all of you listening for the first time, and, and I'd like to you know, give out a thanks to all of you who have been listening the past few weeks and have decided to come back. Uh, I'd also like to thank all of you who have been contacting me over the past week and who joined with me in praying for my dad. Uh, I really appreciate all you guys for doing that. Um, in case you haven't contacted me in the past and would like to, you can reach me at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. Let me just give you a brief update for those who have asked about my dad. Um, about a week before his surgery was supposed to take place, he, he somehow got into some poison ivy or something to that degree, which made his skin break out. And uh, when the surgeon saw this, he, he said he just couldn't operate until it cleared up. So he's not had his surgery yet for his hernia. And uh, so the goal, the first goal, is to heal up this outbreak, and then he will go under the knife. So... Uh, if you would, just please keep praying for him, and, and I really appreciate it. And, I, and I'll let you know uh, what goes on with that and if we get any improvement soon. So, without any further ado, let's get right into it with a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you and praise you for the chance to gather together to learn about your word. Father, guide us as we learn about your Son, and help us to walk away from this podcast changed. It's in your name we pray, and we live, and we breathe, Lord. Amen. All right, let's begin with John chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. There came a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. Now this is where we first meet this fellow named John, often called John the Baptist. Now the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 3 tells us a little bit more about John, and, and it tells us, you know, for lack of a better word, that he's a pretty rough guy. Matthew says that he stayed out in the wilderness to teach, and he wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt, and he ate locusts and honey, and, you know, in other words, he was not your run-of-the-mill, everyday kind of guy. He, he was kind of, he was out there. He was an extreme guy. But nonetheless, Matthew notes that people from all over were coming to see him and to be baptized by him. You know, just a side note, he didn't get his nickname John the Baptist because he went to the first Baptist church of Jerusalem or anything. That kind of Baptist didn't come around until probably 14 or 1500 years later. He got the name because he baptized people. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in probably a few weeks when we get to John 1 verse 25. Well, in our passage, John the writer notes a couple of things about John the Baptist. First off, he says he was sent from God. That is, he was not just going out there and talking on his own. He actually was sent by God for a reason. Now, the reason that he was sent was he came as a witness. We talked earlier about how the Gospel of John will bring up many people who are witnesses to something. Well, John is the first witness that is mentioned in this Gospel. So what is it that he was witnessing about? What was it he gave his testimony of? Well, our text at hand tells us that he came to testify about the light, which as we saw last week, is talking about Jesus, the true light. Why did John the Baptist come to testify about the light? 
Well, he came to testify so that all who heard his testimony may believe in Jesus. So we know what John the Baptist is doing, but at this point, the author wants us to know something else about him. So let's read verse 8. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. Now, as the Bible commentators Jameson Fawcett Brown note, this is quite a compliment to John the Baptist, as the author has to say that John was not the light. That is, John was not God, the guy we've been talking about all along. Later on in John 5, verse 35, the author will note Jesus saying that John was the lamp, or the great light of his day, meaning that John was not Christ, the true light, but rather was a torch that carried the light of Christ to others. In other words, we're getting this really cool picture of John the Baptist as someone who gives testimony about Jesus to the point that he even looks a lot like Jesus in the way he acts and the way he speaks. You know, let me just put in a little side note here for us. Is this not also how we should be? One thing I think we can take from John's example is that we should be carrying the message of the true light out to the world, so much so that we look like a miniature version of the light. It's much as the the moon gives off light as it reflects the light of the sun. We, as Christians, should be reflecting the true light of Jesus Christ to the world that is so, so dark around us. And finally, it seems interesting to note that at the time the Gospel of John was being circulated, there were still some disciples of John the Baptist who were living as he had taught them. You know, this verse seems to give an answer to them by saying, John's not the Messiah. He's not the Christ, but rather he came to tell about the Christ. In a way, the Apostle John is using John the Baptizer here to build up a comparison. He starts the chapter by telling us that Jesus is God. You know, this is what we've been talking about the last two weeks. Jesus is a member of the Trinity. He was involved in creation. He is the light of revelation, and he is the life through whom all exist. But now he stops for a second, and he has us look at someone who was seen as a good man, someone who was even confused for the Messiah to come. You know, in doing this, the author is showing us how different Jesus is. He's not like John. Because John, no matter how good he may be, John is only a man. He only came to testify about Jesus. He was not the light. And so we are introduced to John the Baptist for a moment to keep us aware that Jesus is different. We will meet him again a little later, but for now, John the writer wants us to see how special Jesus truly is. How special is the light? So we go back to the light to learn a little bit more about him, to learn more about Jesus. Now remember what we know so far. You know, let's, let's review for a second. John has already told us Jesus is God. He is the one who created and sustains life. In him is eternal life. And he is the light that reveals God's offer of salvation to us as he stands against the darkness. Now we also see that he is even more special. He's not like any ordinary man. In fact, he's even better than the really good people, people like John the Baptist. So where is John taking us? Where does he want to go with this? Well, let's read verse 9 and we'll see. Verse 9 says, There was the true light which, coming into the world, enlightens every man. Now we shifted back to Jesus already, and John says that when Jesus, the true light, comes into the world, he enlightens every man. What John means by he enlightens every man is that when Jesus came into the world, he gave us the light of reason and conscience. That is, once Jesus, the true light, came into the world, we, the world, were enlightened about our condition in two ways. One, we could see how sinful we were in comparison to a holy God, and two, 
we could see that Jesus is the life and is the way for salvation. That is, there is a way to be saved. Now let me make a note here for clarity. John is not saying that when Jesus came into the world that he enlightened all people by saving them from their sins. As we shall see in a moment, salvation only comes through faith in the Savior. Instead, John is saying that by Jesus' entry, we can all see our need for salvation. That is, salvation is available to all, and we can see that thanks to Jesus' entry into humanity. So let's continue with verse 10 and 11. It reads, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. Now this is just a fascinating set of verses that John has set up for us here. He starts by saying that Jesus was in the world, the very world that he created. This is the same world that we spoke of earlier in the first few verses, the very world that we are now in, the world which Christ created and is literally sustaining. But now we read that Jesus is in that world. This is what we call uh, the Incarnation, where Jesus Christ, being fully God, took on humanity and also became fully man. Now John really blows us away here. You know, the whole chapter he has been telling us how Jesus is God. But now he's telling us that Jesus, as God, literally became human and dwelt among the people. This is huge. You know, God has literally stepped into time to save us from ourselves and from our sin. But then comes something troubling. For though he was in the world, the very world that he created, in fact, the world did not know him. That is, they didn't recognize him. Perhaps the Believer's Bible Commentary puts it best when it says, He has brought the world into being and was its rightful owner. Instead of recognizing him as the creator, though, men thought that he was just another man like themselves. They treated him like a stranger and an outcast. You know, verse 11 follows this mention of the people rejecting Jesus, saying that he came into his own, but his own did not receive him. The first his own has to do with a place or a thing, meaning that Jesus came into his own world, the world that he created and rightfully owns. The second his own refers to his own people, meaning that though Jesus came into the world that was rightly his, he was rejected by his chosen people, who were the Jews. Now this is exactly what was foretold in Isaiah 53.3 when the prophet said, he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. In other words, John is laying out the fact that even Jesus created the world and is the rightful owner of the world. His people, the Jews, rejected him. However, there is a conclusion to this section, which I think John adds here for a reason. Previous verses show that Jesus entered humanity, but his own people, this humanity, rejected him. But here John shows us that there is still hope. Let's read verse 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So John says that even though the Jews, his own people, have rejected Jesus Christ, there is still hope. For as many as have received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. When he says, even to those who believe in his name, John is basically giving an explanation of what it means to receive Christ. That is, to receive Jesus is to believe in his name. 
When one receives Jesus, John tells us that they become children of God. But this doesn't mean that they're forced to have some kind of a second physical birth. You know, this is what Jesus will talk about later on in chapter 3 with Nicodemus. What he's talking about, you know, this is why verse 13 is so important. He's not talking about a physical birth, but a spiritual birth. Those who receive Christ are children of God, but they're not those who are born of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man. Now, when he says not of blood, this means it's not of human descent. You know, salvation does not come to you through your bloodline. It's not that you can get a new generation of saved people. You're not saved because your parents were. You have to do it on your own accord. Now, when he says not of the will of the flesh, that means you can't do it on your own. You don't have the power to save yourself. While it is your decision to make, you can't do it alone. Now, when John says not of the will of man, he means that no one else can save you either. Another person can't make you be saved. I can't make you saved. So, what's the answer? Who gives this new spiritual birth? Well, God is the answer that John gives us. He is the one who gives us this new birth to make us into his children. So John is saying that it is God who calls us and gives us the opportunity to be saved. As we mentioned earlier, the true light, Jesus, has enlightened all men so that all have the ability to be saved. All can realize this. Now John is saying that it is God who makes it possible to be saved. So now the only question, as we mentioned last week, is will you receive him? God is calling you. God makes it possible for a spiritual birth. But we must believe in his name. Well, friends, we're nearing the end here, and and I want to offer you a similar challenge as we close as I have in the past. First, for those of you who are not Christians, I ask you, have you received Christ? Have you believed in his name and become part of the family of God? And for those of you who have, I want to ask you, are you shining the light of Christ to others? Are you living like John the Baptist was, where you are a torch that represents the light of Christ? Are you letting the world know that there is a Savior and His name is Jesus Christ? Friends, our world today is in desperate need of those who will go out and live their lives in such a way that others can see the light of Christ shining through them. Will you shine in our very dark world? Well, that's all for today. You know, uh, Please come on back next time when John will really blow us out of the water as he tells us how Jesus became flesh, and we'll hear again from John the Baptist. But in the meantime, feel free to get in touch with me at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. And and I also want to make a a kind of a special offer out there for any of you who are listening. You know, I know that there are many, many, many more people who are much more talented at music than I am, and I don't proclaim to be talented at music. But to those of you who are talented in that way, let me offer you a, a, a challenge of sort, an, an opportunity, if you will. You know, here at Bible Study Podcast, we, we are kind of a, a smaller ministry. We don't have the resources to, uh, you know, buy a license or to uh, get the copyrights that we could to get music on our show. And, and that's why we're thankful for uh, people like Dan Smith who have partnered with us to allow us to use his music for outro music so uh with that being said my challenge is for those of you who uh you know who work in music who can play around with music or can play around with a computer to make music whatever it may be my challenge is for you to come up 
with a new outro, you know, the music that we go out to for Bible Study Podcast. So here's the rules, if you will. The rules are pretty simple. Number one, it can't be copied. You can't copy someone else. It must be original. You know, as to how you come up with it, it doesn't really bother me. You know, if you come up with it while you're sitting on the sofa and you think, man, that's a really cool tune that's in my head, go with it. You know, if you can play it on the guitar and record it, if you can play it on the keyboard and record it, if you're just using a synthesizer, you know, if it's just a really cool drum beat, whatever it is, you know, whatever you you have and whatever it is you want to try, you know, go for it, record it. But it has to be yours. It has to be original. Number two, it needs to be kind of short. Now, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for really about a 30-second clip at most, something that if I need to, I can cut down, if I need to, I can fade in, fade out, but just pretty short. So at most, the limit is 30 seconds, and, and that will be helpful anyway because you're going to have to send it to me through an email, and usually if you get much bigger than that on a file, you're not going to be able to send it. So aim for 30 seconds or less. And and what I'm looking for is any style of music at all that you want to try. If you like classical, that's cool. Send it. If you like rock, that's cool. Even if it's like a hip-hop beat, you know, whatever it may be, send it on in. Make it 30 seconds or less, and, and I would prefer it, if you can, to make a majority of it instrumental. If you want to add words, you can, but just briefly add words. And uh, finally, our final rule is it has to be submitted to me. You can email me at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. You know, email me your clips, email me your songs, and, and when you do, just send me your name. You know, you just you don't have to send me your full name if you don't want to. You can if you want, but if you just feel more comfortable, you just send me your first name. And, and if you have a title for the song, you know, send me that. If you don't, then I'll just call it a new song by such and such. But if you have a title, go ahead and send it. And what I'll do is I'll listen to them as they come in, and, uh, and I'll try to add them in. I'll try to uh, play one for you at the end of the podcast as we do our outro. So, you know, as you keep sending them in, I will keep putting them out there for you. It, it's just my way of trying to to get you involved and to try to let those who are really much more talented than I am to do something in their field and uh, and really try to make this podcast a little bit better. So, so if you got some time and you've got some effort, you know, give it a shot. Record it. I, I really need it in either an MP3 or a WAV type format because I'm not very computer literate. So uh, the easiest formats you can that I can use with my programs, the better. So MP3 is the best. Wave is just as good. I can use that. Otherwise, I'm going to be in a mess of trouble. So, so give it your best shot. You know, try your best and come up with something that just sounds really cool. Something you really enjoy. Send it in to me. And uh, if it's good, you know, if it sounds cool, if it sounds neat, I'll play it. And uh, and I'll probably tell you who it is that made it so, you know, you can get that out there. If you've got a really cool hip-hop beat or something, or you've got a cool rap song or rock song or classical music, whatever, you know, you can get your name out there and, and you can have a lot of fun with us. And that's what we're, we're hoping to do, have a lot of fun with it and, you know, and add some new variety to our uh, podcast. So uh, I guess that's it for today. Um, let me just encourage you again. Think about your witness this week. Think about how it is that you reach out to others and think about how it is that others see you. Can they see Jesus through you? Are you reflecting the light? With that said, friends, until we meet again, may God bless and keep you. Cause I know 
No